And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to week five of the Left Coast Gamblers. We are here. It is the quarter mark of the season. A quarter of the games have passed. We are now looking forward to the rest of the slate. And the guys, the NFL is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It is the only league I know that just thrives in its parity. Because no matter how good you do at the beginning of the season or how poorly you do to start us off, the NFL finds a way to pull you back into the middle, pull you back into the to the bulk of the teams, so the, where the bulk of the teams are, and get you back into the crowd where you're fighting for your life. And here we are at the quarter mark where teams have either put up a great record, a bad record, or 13 of them are right down the middle at 2-2. Two and two. And where do they go? What happens next? Who will be actually fighting for it in January, or who will be an 8-8 eight and eight team like the Detroit Lions forever and always? Easy. We will decide. A few of those teams today. The voice you're hearing right now is Tony Cavallo, joined as always by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, and Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston in his first Detroit outfit that I have seen since we started recording this podcast. People in Michigan are feeling a little frisky. After a loss, by the way. You After know why? a loss? I am so proud of that damn team. I'm all in on them. We'll talk later. You should. You should be all in on them. They are playing very, very well, and my bet to, for them to make the playoffs is just looking juicier and juicier, folks. I'm making you money left and right, and that's what this show is about. We are here to make you money. We are gambling on these games. We are giving you the lines we're taking, and each of us, Dangles, the new guy, Tony Cavallo, the, the square of us all, and Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston. We are all making money right now in our King of the Coast picks, which happened at the end of the show. We do the pick em where we pick every game in the middle of the show. After this section, we're going to play America's favorite game, Gravestones, where we tell you a team is not making the playoffs. We put them into the ground. But we open the show every week talking a little bit of hot topics. And at the quarter poll, guys, what do I want to talk about more than what teams surprise you the most and what teams have dis- disappointed you and their fan bases? the most because a lot of teams came out with everything was green flowers are blooming butterflies are flying through the air and then immediately shit rains down on them and they become the next Miami Dolphins so guys dangles I want to start with you do you have any team that jumps out you as the biggest disappointment so far at the quarter mark of the season at the biggest disappointment I have to go with the Atlanta Falcons man they are just a disappointing squad they are having the same problems that they were having at the beginning of the last season which is that they can can't get into the end zone. They're averaging second in the NFL in passing yards per game, 312 and a half. Matt Ryan has eight touchdowns and seven picks through the first four games of the season. The running game's nowhere to be found. And it's just, to me, it doesn't make sense because when you have names like Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman, Muhammad Sanu, Calvin Ridley on your offense, you should be scoring. Austin Hooper had a monster game for them a, a couple weeks ago, or I'm sorry, last week. Mm-hmm. They have too many pieces on their offense and a familiar offensive coordinator in Dirk Cutter for them, at least familiar to, to head coach Dan Quinn, to be this bad. It yeah. just doesn't make sense. So I, I would say, especially in a division that had come wide open, you'd think if you're the Falcons, they would have jumped all over the chance when Drew Brees went down yeah. and Cam Newton went down to go, hey, this is our time. We could we can make inroads on this. But you can't win games in the NFL if you don't score. And this team has scored just 70 points per game, or 70 points total yep. wow. all season long. They're only averaging about 25 a game. Yep, the team stinks. They're I'm not actually with you, Dangles. That's my biggest disappointment of the season. Atlanta, especially with the way this division is shaken out, they need to be the leading this division. Drew, do you have a different difference of, of opinion on most disappointing? You know, I do. I'm not going to go one specific team, guys. I'm going to branch out a little bit. I'm going to say this year's low-hanging fruit is particularly low. This is a week-to-week yeah. league. It's very competitive. Anyone yeah. can be anyone, but let me tell you something. The 
Arizona Cardinals, mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Skins plus the Finns. Those teams are ugly. They're awful. And they are not going to win a lot of football games this year. No. It's going to be a long season for their fans. Very, very interesting to see how bad they fall. Now, obviously, we know they're going to get top draft picks next year. Yep. But, my God, those teams suck. And we can kind of put the Jets in there, but as everyone knows, the Jets have had really a pretty tough run. I'm not disappointed by any of these those teams Sh- because I felt, okay. like, I felt like going into the season, I didn't really have high hopes for them anyway. But did you but expect let me, an 0-16 team this year? Because I didn't. I, I mean, I, it's, we're only four games through. I don't think we have one of those yet. I, I think all four of them could be contenders. <laughs> let me rephrase, Nangles. That, 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 that's well said. I am shocked at the talent discrepancy mm. of those four teams compared to the rest of the Now, league. that I agree with. Those four teams are awful. That yeah, I agree really with. Are. That they I agree really with. Are. But the biggest surprise of the season for me, because there's a lot of teams that are doing well. There are a lot of teams that are doing better than they thought, like San Fran is a 3-0 and very early. I don't really believe in that San Fran team, though. They've played some bullshit games. The biggest surprise to me and how competitive they are is the fact that Marcus Mariota and the Tennessee Titans, as bad as he is, is 2-2 two and two with one of the best defenses in the NFL, and most importantly, has not thrown an interception in the first four games he's played. Hasn't turned the ball over. Only Hasn't quarterback the in the ball league. Over. It's insane. That's the biggest surprise to me is how competitive they are because if I looked at that at the beginning of the year, even with Andrew Luck retiring, I would say easily Tennessee's the worst team in the league. Now when you put those teams on a neutral field, I don't know who I can pick to win all of those games. The whole division's 2-2, two and two, and Tennessee has a real chance if Mariota keeps holding on to the ball safely and that defense keeps punching people in the mouth of taking that division in a 10-6 in a and six type season. Dangles, you got a big surprise on the year? I think for me, maybe the biggest surprise is, is how good top to bottom the NFC North is. Yes. That entire division, I, I wanted to look at just one team, but as I started looking at the stats and started looking at the standings, it occurred to me, it's like all of these teams, first of all, have a positive point differential. Yep. Every single team, the only division in the NFL where you have that. Um, the Detroit Lions are playing incredible defense right now, and if they can figure out their pass rush they'll be a little bit better off. Vice versa for the Green Bay Packers, who are playing great pass defense and need to figure out their their rush defense. Um, you've got the Minnesota Vikings, who run the ball better than almost anyone in the NFL, and their offense is geared towards that. Dalvin Cook's having a major season. And the Bears seem to be able to win, despite the fact, like you said, with Mark, Mar- Marcus Mariota, their defense is good enough. They seem to be able to win games, you know, that, with besides Chase Daniel. It, with Chase Daniel, Mitch Trubisky or not. So this division from top to bottom, I think, surprises me the most. I certainly expected big things out of the Packers this year. I think I had them as a playoff team yep. uh, and the Bears and the Vikings. This was a tough division to pick. I think I'm most surprised by the Lions out of all of those teams, but that division top to bottom is very good. I will say, Drew, before we go to you, I'm gonna, I might change my biggest surprise of the season because Dangles, I didn't think as big picture as you. I, th- I like the way you're going. I think actually the biggest surprise to me and Chase Daniels fits right into it is how well these backup quarterbacks are playing. I thought about that as well and we, it's so impressive. We talked it? about a few weeks ago how we were scared how this was the end of an era with Drew Brees Big Ben, they're all going down. What's going to happen? These young quarterbacks have come to play, and that's very exciting and a surprise to me. Happy to be there. Drew, your biggest surprise in the season. Guys, if I had to buy stock in any 2-2 two and two team right now, it damn well might be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And oh, who, who would have thought? Who would have thought after week one? No, listen. Yeah. Bruce Arians, great coach. Yeah. Todd Bowles, great defensive coordinator, not a great head coach. I like Todd Bowles But you put Mike Evans and Chris Godwin as a receiving core, that's good. they're going to score a lot of but points it, this it year. It all guys. revolves around Jameis, though, right? Like, and he is very erratic. He can come out 100%. one day. He can come out one day and get you 150 yards and two picks. Here's and he'll the come out The next day and throw for 350 and four. Here's the difference, Bruce Arians. We will see if he makes a difference because mm-hmm. Jameis has been here before, mm-hmm. right? We've all seen it. Sure. We all know, her, we all know how erratic he is. Yep. I think Bruce Arians makes a difference in Jameis this year. 
I think that team could compete for a 500 record and maybe a, a wild card. I really I, do. I, I hope so. I think I'm with Dangles in the fact that the NFC North is the best division in football. Eight, I five, and one. I still think three teams uh, make the playoffs out of that division. And still. Tony, quick sidebar, what we talked about off air. How about the New Orleans Saints being three and one? Tough. With with literally like Teddy ball game. Unbelievable. I th- I, I, Great coaching. Out of all the backup quarterbacks that have played other than the Luke Fox of the world, Teddy Bridgewater might be playing the worst, and that team is still surviving. I love the New Orleans Saints. I still think they're the best team in the NFC. Drew Brees can't get here fast enough. Their schedule, though, and we'll go through this when we get to the next uh, section, the pick'em section, their schedule gets a lot more difficult these next four games. It's going to be interesting to see if they keep this trend going. But that's it for our little uh, breakdown of the biggest surprise, biggest disappointment. I do want to say, to start us off, I talked about how all these teams get pulled into the middle. We have 13 teams, 13 teams that are 2-2 two and two right now. Some teams started off as hot as possible like the Baltimore Ravens and were pulled back down these past few weeks. Some teams went out and laid eggs after all this hype like the Cleveland Browns. And then what did they do? Found their way back to 2-2. Two and two. So, Dangles, why don't you run us through some of these 2-2 two and two teams and we'll, we'll all decide... Who do we think is a real team and which one do we think is pretending where they are? Uh, I don't want to talk about the AFC South, however, because that whole division is 2-2, two and two, and we married <laughs> fuck killed them last year. We're going to be talking about some pivotal matchups for them in the pick'em. Let's leave the AFC South out of it. Go for the nine other teams that are 2-2. Two and two. Okay, uh, let's start in the AFC North then. We have the Cleveland Browns, as you mentioned, and the Baltimore Ravens, as you mentioned, <sighs> both teams at 2-2. Two and two. The Browns are 0-2 oh at home and 2-0 and oh on the road, if uh-huh. that makes any difference to you. And the Ravens have split uh, their games uh, both ways. 1-1 okay. one one on the ho- at home, 1-1 one one on the road. Already this is difficult. If I have to go fast, I'm going to say Cleveland is a pretender, and I'm going to say Baltimore is a contender. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take the Ravens as the contender yep. and the Baltimore and the Cleveland Browns as the pretender. <laughs> Thank you. I will go opposite <laughs> yeah? after that hot debate <laughs> yeah? between both of you guys. I will say Cleveland is a contender, and between me and you, what has Baltimore done to show us that they're a good football team besides waxing a a, a skeleton of a team the first week in Miami and beating the Arizona Cardinals? I am definitely not buying Ravenstock. The reason why I'm buying Ravenstock is the Kansas City game. They played Kansas City very, very well, and much like the Detroit game, felt really oh, good about God. that loss. They were, uh, Cleveland was playing for their season last week, and they beat the crap out of Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore should be ashamed, but Cleveland's offensive line is going to give them problems all year long i'm a little worried about cleveland baltimore to me has stability in places that they did not have before they have a stable running back in mark ingram now where they were shifting guys in and out of the backfield before lamar jackson has clearly improved as a passer and that was something that they didn't have last year they have a big play threat downfield now officially in marquise brown that's something that they didn't have Mm -hmm. last year these are all things that they can rely on consistently from week to week guess what you can't rely on consistently from week to week at least so far baker may Field. Well, we're all the same age, guys. If they're, uh, how are we sitting here talking about how we're optimistic on the Ravens when they just gave up forty points to Cleveland at home? That's that not terrible. That's not the same defense. Clearly, it was terrible. That's my concern. No, they're the missing. Ravens, they're missing CJ. Their foundation has always been their They've defense. They've had some injuries and their defense too. Is different. So I'm, I'm out. I'm out on Baltimore. They've through, had through some the injuries quarter in their secondary. Through the quarter It can change through the quarter pull. Right. I'm out on Baltimore. Let's move on. All right, uh, moving on. Then uh, we go to the AFC West. No two and two teams in the AFC East. And since we're skipping the South, you've got two here as well. The Oakland Raiders, who were also a contender for me as as my biggest surprise of the year because they've played a lot better than I think a yep. lot of people, including myself.
myself thought that they would. Yep. And the Los Angeles Chargers also at two and two. Uh, the Raiders, huh. uh, actually, both teams are one and one, both uh, on the on the on the road and at home through their first four. This is tough because I think Oakland's schedule is going to win them a lot of games. They're playing a lot of cupcakes as we go down the line. So I'm going to call Oakland a contender in the fact that they're going to be f- hovering around 500. I think this whole season. I think uh, six and ten is the floor for this team. So I'm going to say by default a contender. L.A. is the same way. L.A. loves to play down to their competition, but they will win games. And I think L.A. Chargers, I was wrong at the beginning of this year. I think the L.A. Chargers are a playoff team, 10-6, and six, wild card team from 2-2. Two and two. I still think the Chargers are a playoff team. I'm going to call them a, a contender. Um, they probably won't win that division, but I do think they yeah. sneak a wild card out. And the Oakland Raiders, unfortunately, I do think are a pretender. They really, so? Yeah, they really oh only have God. one offensive weapon in Darren Waller. Um, they've and, just been, and, you know, they've been performing to me. That indie win was huge. Uh, they, they, they have that been performing, but I guess my question is, do they have the talent to take it for 16 games? Four no. games is great, you know, and I've been impressed with what I've seen so far, and the fact that they're 2-2, two and two, I think for them, I mean, they'll tell you we want to, Gruden to tell you we want to be 4-0, and of course, through the first four games, what good coach wouldn't, but that's about, I think, as good as you could ask for out of the Oakland Raiders in those first four games. The fact that they're not 1-3 and three or even 0-4 and four right now is something to hang their hat on. The indie game was all hands on deck. We need that game bad. Yep. I, I, you said six and ten was their floor, Tony. I think six and ten is probably closer to their ceiling. I agree. I definitely think they're a hundred percent pretenders. And the Chargers, look, the Chargers are going to choke game, choke, choke away games as they always do. But my God, Keenan Allen's playing out of his mind. That defense yep. will get better. And now, obviously, getting Melvin Gordon back, get, getting Melvin Gordon back, I think that team is on the rise i'll definitely consider them contenders we've talked about this before drew i know that i owe you three beers on the season podcast of bets but uh if we're going to put oakland raiders win loss total at five and a half i'm going to take the over well well you just no shit einstein they're two and two through four games you just said six and ten's their ceiling i said closer to their ceiling than their floor okay all right so six and six and tens their six and tens their ceilings you want to six and a half be the over under I'll take the under on six and a half. I'll take the over on six and a half. Want to put a beer on it? Yes, sir. All right, one beer on uh, six and a half. I got over Oakland Perfect. Raiders. Let's go Oakland. Remaining, uh, remaining Knock games on one if you uh, at the Bears. Uh, in uh, London. Uh, I'm sorry, against the Bears in London, at the Packers, at the Texans, against the Lions, against the Chargers, against the Bengals, at the Jets, at the Chiefs, against the Titans, and against the Jaguars. All right, I'm in trouble. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are. There uh, are. I happen to have a season are, under five and a half ticket on the Raiders, so I might as well just hedge. There are Thanks. definitely four <laughs> wins in there. Win. There are definitely four wins in there for them. Okay, here we go. Moving All right, on. Uh, let's move on then. Uh, we will go now to the, NFC, the right? NFC, onto the NFC East. Two teams in the NFC East at 2-2, two and two, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, and the New York Giants. Again, both 1-1 one and one at home and on the road. I think this is easy. Philly, yeah. Philly needs to get healthy, but they are a contender. New York Giants are a pretender. I love watching Daniel Jones play, however. That team is just not talented otherwise. 100%, Tony. I agree with you. 100%. Um, but how, how optimistic are you as a Giants fan oh, so. to have Daniel Jones and not even have Saquon yet? I think when yeah. Saquon gets back, that's a different team. But clearly, they're... He's they're, the fresh of breath air that that offense are, is needed. They're, at least, they're at least a... Uh, oh, and, 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 and not to mention, uh, my old boy Golden Tate gets back on the on the, on the the roster I this week. I hate Golden Tate. Well, you would. Might be my um, least favorite you, you hate him when he's not on your team. When he's on your team, you love him. No, I'll but, hate uh, him forever for but, the fail Mary play. Yeah, that, that was bad. That was piss poor. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I would definitely say the Giants are pretenders, and the Eagles were my preseason pick to win the NFC. I certainly hope they're contenders. Yeah. 
Uh, and I think they are. NFC North has no two and two teams, correct? Uh, NFC North does have one two and two teams. By the way, I agree. I think the Eagles are a contender, and the Giants, unfortunately, are a pretender. There is one two and two team in the NFC North. There should be two because of the Detroit Lions, but you got the Minnesota Vikings. This is tough. This oh, is man. probably the biggest. Vikings uh, two and zero at home, moment two on the road. You, you, every five minutes, you could ask me this question. I'll have a different answer. I'll tell yeah, you that about this Minnesota tough. Vikings. I think they are on the precipice, as I said in the beginning of our breakdown, the NFC breakdown. I said Minnesota is going to blow it all up this season. And Mike Zimmer won't have a job. This team's going to hate each other. And, guys, it's coming to fruition. Adam Thielen is calling out his quarterback. And <laughs> his quarterback is playing so crappily that everyone's like, you know what, Adam? We're not going to get mad at you for calling anybody even Kirk, out. Well, even Kirk hasn't gotten gotten mad at him. Kirk, uh, He's not only getting mad at him. He's apologizing Kirk, to him. Kirk has responded by saying, I'm sorry <laughs> that I fucked up. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, this which is tough. I don't know how that's. I mean, could all three good, of us. Listen, that's this, a good thing for the locker room, guys, right? Because if Kirk, is, if Kirk is saying, you know, whatever, then they're are not going to have any issues, just, do we think? Just a daily reminder that Kirk Cousins will be paid $30 million next year no matter what happens. Uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, uh, this team is too talented to not be a contender. That's where I'm going to say. I agree. Could all three of us individually beat up Kirk Cousins? Yeah. yeah By totally. ourselves? Yeah. He, he is, he's a lot bigger than us. All right, uh, let's move on to the NFC South. Uh, we've got two, two, and two, 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 and two teams here, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers, both winless at Ooh. home. I can't believe I'm going to call both these teams contenders. I was going to say the same thing. There are too many contenders. There are too many contenders. You that can't we're going count either of those teams out. No, you can't. Kyle Allen has might be the best backup QB we've seen so far. Oh, and Tampa oh. Bay putting on 55 against the Rams defense. Granted, Marcus Peters acted like he didn't want to play football anymore. Guys, but I still. think maybe both of these teams are pretenders. What? To be perfectly honest with you, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not consistent enough. Their defense stinks. They've got some of the worst secondary players in the wrong. whole NFL. I just can't rely on Jameis to come out and put up enough yards consistently week to week. If he's going to be doing this this up down up down thing the whole time, I, I just that's not a model for sustainability. And I have the same issues with the Carolina Panthers because Cam Newton guys stinks right he's not now. There. He's, he's done. terrible. He's I know. I know he's, he's not playing. I know he's not. I know he's not playing. I'm saying when he comes back. Cam, Cam, I don't know if he's going to be the same. We saw him beforehand. Dangles. He's bad. Yeah, Dangles. Don't, he's smoking a cigar, drinking wine. Guys, Dangles. Cam is, who cares is in about trouble. Sk- Dangles. Who cares? I don't, I don't disagree with you. I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, exactly. If Kyle Allen keeps winning, That's an upgrade. I don't think he's going to play. I think Ky- this team is better with Kyle Allen behind 100%. him. 100%. They, they may be, producing. but he's still the franchise quarterback. You're you think Cam's wrong. just going to sit by quietly while some guy takes his job? The good news I is, don't. The good news is for Carolina, a Liz Frank injury, which is what Cam has in his foot, is one of those injuries where you never know when the guy's fully healthy. So they can sit there and go, you know what, we're going to save you for a couple of weeks to make sure you're fully healed. Because Kyle Allen, for reals, is a better quarterback right now. But we're going to tell you, Cam, just sit down. Don't worry about it. We got you. I don't know. I mean, look, let's, you know, they've played the Rams and the Buccaneers. They lost both those games. Those games were both home games. With home, Cam. Home games. Fine. With and Kyle then, Allen's and different then, team. Yeah, and Kyle Allen beat the Cardinals and the Texans, both of whom have terrible defense. Let me see him against a team with a defense. Both on the road. Two road teams. Yeah. So? Uh, still, let say, me see him against the defense. Okay. okay. All let right, me hey, see him against the defense Drew, before the we crown on the second I know, coming. We know what you think about the Buccaneers. Carolina contender, pretender. we got to move fast. I'm going to say contender for the Panthers, okay. absolutely. Way too much talent on that team. All right, NFC West. Is there one in the NFC West? NFC West, uh, you have got nobody in the NFC West, so go. that's it. That's the end of it. Those are all your two and two teams other than the AFC South, which frankly all could be contenders at this point. There's just too much parity in the NFL. Let's move on, however. The quarter poll is here. That means Gravestones gets a little bit more difficult, and that is next. Left Coasters.
and welcome everyone back to America's favorite game, the game of gravestones. This is where every host takes one team each week and puts them into the cold, dark ground to say that they will not make the playoffs at the end of the year. By the time we're here, it's week five. We've killed four teams. We've killed two AFC. We've killed two NFC. But at this point, the quarter pole market starts to get a little bit more difficult. We are only going to be doing one conference a week. We're either going to do the NFC or we're going to do the AFC. And it's chosen by the person who gets to pick first, and that's the voice you're listening to, Tony Cavallo. Not because I created the game, but because I did as good in the pick'em again as I did last week. I won that pick'em again. Me and Drew technically tied, but I'm going first. Drew's going second. Dangles is going third. The problem, Drew, is that if I pick a team, you cannot pick said team. And we're only doing one conference, so I could be easy on you guys. I could go with the AFC, which has 72 0-4 teams to pick from that won't make the playoffs this year. Or I could make it a little bit more difficult and go to a team where we just talked about contender or pretenders. There's mm. so many contenders. I don't think we said one pretender other than the New York football giants. So it's time to go into the NFC and take one team each and put them into the cold, hard ground. Last, <laughs> the Washington Redskins are already killed by all of us. So take mm. Washington and throw them away. Well, you cannot kill Boston. Washington. Yes, Tony and Drew have killed Arizona. Dangles, you've killed the Giants. You still have the possibility to kill Kyler Murray. Will he take the easy road out right now? It depends on what me and Drew do in this week's version of Gravestones. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this lovely, lovely house of the Holy Lombardi. This week, we'll be visiting the NFC at the quarter pole to say what team will die a slow, hard death before January arrives. And as your head pastor today, I will stand looking upon the lambs in front of me and feed you the birds of a falcon. Yeah. The birds of a falcon. The feathers of a falcon. I knew it. I'll get this right eventually. Either way, Dan Quinn will not make it out of this season alive. And Matt Ryan will have another year lost after almost winning a Super Bowl. A sad state of affairs for the Atlanta Falcons. They are not making the playoffs this year. Drew, you're up. Well, Tony, I had a bit ready. I had a backup ready, flying off the handle here. Today we're going to go back to the Meadowlands. Mm. Let's pump the hype train on Danny Dimes, shall we? Two dimes. Danny, two dimes. Two wins, two dimes. This team, good old Danny dyslexia. At least a year away. Absolutely no chance they compete with the Eagles and the Cowboys in that division. Mm -hmm. Saquon's quads are being... Hopefully nursed back to health because they're so beautiful. Mm -hmm. You already said you hate Golden Tate, so that shouldn't make a difference. Later, Giants. Let's put him on the ground. Damn. Danny two dimes. Good night. Dang Rest easy. You've already killed those Giants. You can't kill the Falcons. Who will you go with? I think this is the week to go with the NFL's finest jawline and Cliff Kingsbury. <sighs> Sorry. You know. Uh, it's just not going to happen. They're in a pretty stacked division, and uh, Kyler Murray is, uh, you yeah, know, he's okay. You know, he's doing the best he can. That's a better bet than your money line parlay yeah, last he's week. He's okay. So, yeah, see you later, Arizona. And with that, 
all of the guests have now killed the Arizona Cardinals. So let us bow our heads for a moment of silence for Cliff Kingsbury, Kyla Murray, and the greatest receiver of our time, Larry Fitzgerald. And we are back to full volume now, the Left Coast Gamblers. Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston. This is the part of the show where we go through the slate, go through week five, tell you the winner of every single game. Drew's been doing the best so far. The best so far. He is 44-19 and 19 on the season picking winners. 44-19 is a hell of a record. So far, each one of us have had the best week of 13-3. and three. Only three losses for each of us. Dangles has the tiebreaker because one of his losses happened to be that Detroit-Arizona shit show of a tie. So... Three losses is the game to beat. We have a few bi-week team, though, uh, dangles, right? Do we have two or four this week? We have two, two. this week. I okay. realized I may, I've neglected to mention that when we did this last week. Now that we are officially into the buys, yes. last week the San Francisco 49ers were off. This week the Detroit Lions and the Miami Dolphins will be on their buys. Huh. I think it's a terrible time to be uh, – I know there's injuries there, but I think it's a terrible time to be off for Detroit because I would be want, wanting to, to ride, ride the, the momentum. Yeah, absolutely. I yes, agree. Andre Diggs and Darius Slayout, trust me, it is the perfect time for a bye. Trust me, this is a great time. Give them an extra week to get those secondary oh, guys back up to speed. Absolutely. And we'll be good for them. When, they, when healthy, they have among the best secondaries and in the in NFL. in case you didn't know, Mr. Cavallo, the day after my birthday, Monday, October 14th, we go to Lambeau for a little Monday night showdown with the Packers. So we need, we're going to need those secondary guys healthy. All right, let's move on to the actual game. Because Thursday night, uh, Thursday night is winning these primetime battles over the best games of the week. What's the Thursday game? This yeah, week? they really are. I usually don't pay no too much mind to the Thursday night mm. games. I usually put more stock in the Monday night game. But uh, yeah, it has indeed been the Thursday night slate that's been kicking ass. Uh, this week we'll start in the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, Washington, CenturyLink Field. The Rams are in town to take on the Seahawks. Uh, if you are a Todd Gurley fantasy owner and you're debating Ooh, whether boy, I should boy, play him boy, or not, boy. Todd Gurley historically owns the Seattle Seahawks. You play him this week, no matter how bad he's oh played the past Dude, few I'm weeks. trying to buy low on him in every single league that I have right now. I'm going around that. to anyone guys, who will listen and make I an offer. His knee is going to fall off. What are you guys talking about? Have you been watching him play? I've been watching him play. I You're also cr- know dude, they did not play him as often as they retire. did last week. I think he, he, I think he has 20 carries in this game. Oh my God, you're high. I'm just saying. I, I'm I'm going off of I'm I'm reading the crystal ball of Tony Rams Cavallo rank, prop okay. bets. Rams ranked 22nd right now in the Over NFL on in rushing offense. Thursday? Please, I'm running. I'm running to the soup kitchen right now. You you give me the number. I'll say 15 and a half. That's a huge number. I'd probably go under. I think oh, it's 20. You said he's going to get 20. I think it's 20. All right, I'll okay. s- I'll start off the pick 'em by going with the Los Angeles Rams <laughs> here, the visiting team. Uh, I think they're they're just top to bottom. They are the better football team. Now, this is going to depend, I think, a lot on whether or not Sean McVay is able to get his offense on track because Mm -hmm. they seem lost. They seem identity-less over the last few weeks, and they need to figure out what their identity is if they're not going to be the team that just gives the ball to Todd Gurley and is able to tear you apart downfield with their receivers because Robert Woods hasn't really shown up this year. Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks have not shown up this year. They don't have it. What is going on? What is going on? Cooper Cup, the number one wide receiver. Cooper Cup, maybe, uh, maybe I'm wrong about, but you can't deny the Cooks and Woods. Until last week, Woods hadn't showed up. Sorry, that that, that got a reaction on me. He's on my fantasy team. I love Cooper Cup. Cooper uh, Cup's great. Here's a fun analogy. Um, <laughs> is Kirk, is sorry? Is Jared Goff is Jared Goff just like a more handsome, cool Kirk Cousins? No, I think he is. I'm fading him. Give me the Seahawks. Kirk Cousins. Or, God, see, I, I'm already confusing him. Jared Goff is awful in prime time on the road. 
Fade him, fade him, fade him. Give me the Seahawks. I'm interested in this game. Uh, LA's defense was embarrassed against Tampa Bay. Flat out embarrassed at home. I think they were doing a little look ahead at the divisional matchup coming on a short week and not giving Tampa Bay the credit they deserve. I think the LA Rams come back and show who's the class of the NFC West, and I think they beat Seattle in Seattle because Seattle, I don't think, is that good. I really I don't, don't think they're that good. I think Aaron Donald makes his life a living hell. I do think I see Rashad Penny have a huge day because they held him out being healthy last week, and I think he gets a lot of the workload for Seattle as Todd Gurley gets a lot of the workload for L.A. I still don't think it matters. Todd Gurley owns this team. L.A. Rams win. Let's move on to Sunday. All right, first game of the Sunday slate. We head to Charlotte, North Carolina. It's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars in town taking on Kyle Allen and the Panthers. I can't believe we're starting off with this game. This might be my most favorite of the week. But before we get there, Daniels, I just want to lay my claim back again that the NFL is a stupid entity. There are two 1 o'clock games Ugh. and 10 10 a.m. games this week. Anyway, moving on. These two teams, it makes me sad that I cannot bet on them this week because they're playing each other. Kyle Allen has made these Panthers so much fun to watch. Gardner Minshew has made these Jaguars so much fun to watch. I am picking the Jacksonville Jaguars to win because I think I think that defense is much, much better than the Carolina offense. I think Jacksonville is going to make Kyle Allen life a living hell, and I think Gardner, I just... I think the moxie lies with Gardner, so I'm picking Jacksonville to get the upset. This is tough. I think I'm going to take Jacksonville here, too. This is kind of a homer pick for me, but, again, I just think they're riding the wave right now, and they believe in themselves. And, um, I think man, it's a very, very if, fun if, game. Now, I don't, think we can expect, uh, I don't think we can expect Leonard Fournette to have games like he did against the no. Denver Broncos every single day, but that's the kind of running performance that's going to allow this team to win games. It's going to allow Gardner Minshew more room in the passing game to get the ball to one of the 18 different capable receivers that he's got. Drew. So, Drew, much, so, much, so much for that sentence summary, you two. Uh, give me the Panthers, for fuck's sake. Christ. I said if you have something to say, <laughs> say it. Carolina for Drew. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ignore the outburst, uh, and we're going to move on to the Patriots at the Washington Redskins. Uh, Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, Patriots. Next, it's the <laughs> Buffalo Bills at the Tennessee Titans. How's that for you, Drew? Much better. Short enough. Mm. Bills and Titans, what do you think? Uh, two matchups of great defenses and shitty offenses. Mm. I will say, if Matt Barkley plays in this game, which is looking likely he will, the Bills have zero, and I do mean zero, chance of winning this game. Tennessee. I don't see Mariota moving the ball at all against the Bills. Give me the Bills. With Matt Barkley? I don't care. Okay. I don't, I, I'm going to take the Titans here. I think Mike Vrabel, being a disciple of Bill Belichick, is going to go ahead and just watch that game tape over and over and over again. I mean, obviously you don't have Josh Allen uh, in this game. That's going to be a big loss for them. But, um, yeah, I think the Bills have the better uh, the better defense. But um, I like the Titans at home to sneak one out here with Matt Barkley at, at the helm. Will there's a good be, angle about Vrabel. That will there be angle. an offensive touchdown scored in that game? <sighs> I mean, I just don't see any points. Yeah. Yeah, me either. I'm, I'm still leaning towards Tennessee. Moving on. Uh, okay, next we have the uh, Baltimore Ravens in Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers at Field. This is a tough one for me. On paper, Baltimore These looks These two better. teams always play each other. Tough. They so do tough. not yeah. like each other yeah. at all. Yeah. So this tough. is going to be, I bet you, you're going to get some, there's going to be some pushing, there's going to be some shoving. I'll start out by picking the Baltimore Ravens here. Um, yeah, the Steelers performed well, but they played against a terrible Cincinnati team that, exactly. Booger, that Booger McFarland seemed all too happy to talk up as being great. Could not, I could that not was understand. Bizarre, wasn't it? Was it not? Yeah. Like, 
look, I'm all for throwing like credit where credit is due. And Zach Taylor, by all accounts, is a sharp young offensive mind. You know, worked under Sean McVay, all that good stuff. But the way Booger was talking about him last night, you'd think they're like three and one here at the I, turn and like I heading, agree. heading for. And I'm just sitting here watching this game, going, Booger, are you and I watching the same football games? Because I agree. This off this organization looks like it's in complete and total disarray. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, you know. I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm picking the Ravens. <laughs> Home teams, 28-16 in this rivalry, the last yep. whatever games. Yeah. Steelers. I'm going with Pittsburgh as well, and Dangles as to defend Booger. Booger's going to Booger. What else are you going to talk about? Maybe he feels that? lost oh that he's got. Maybe he feels side. lost that he never's uh, he's not on the booger mobile anymore. Maybe he really felt home. You just got on the on the snot rocket, and he just uh, you know he's uh, he doesn't uh, have that anymore. I didn't watch that game last night. The WNBA playoffs were on. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Pitt just because it's a coin flip, and I'm taking the home. How about team. those Mystics? <laughs> yeah. Hey, be careful now. <laughs> yeah, 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, we should cut that out. Um, <laughs> keep it in. Uh, let's move on. We have the um, the uh, we have the Arizona Cardinals at the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh my God. I really just don't care about this game. Give me Arizona. I would absolutely watch a WNBA game over this game. I'm taking <laughs> Arizona as well. Yeah. Uh, Cincy, I, I think. I, I, I guess just to like be different, I'll take Cincy. <laughs> Because it's you want unique. To. Sure, if yeah. you want to. Go Bengals. Have fun with your L. It takes a real man to walk up to the table, see a winning choice yeah. and a losing choice on it, and then consciously take the L. So it's good great. for you. <laughs> I love it. Um, next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons in Houston playing the Texans. This is Atlanta's Super Bowl. This is Atlanta's Super Bowl. Oh, this is they where go- they either turn their season around and potentially climb back into a position yeah. where they could contend, or they're done and you're looking at a top ten draft pick. If they go one and four, I truly think Dan Quinn gets fired on Monday. I'm that's not. I'm not trying to be hype. I'm telling you the truth. If they go one and four, he does not take the trip back home to Atlanta. I agree. Jay Gruden is keeping his job with Dwayne Haskins starting for a little bit longer. Take money on Dan Quinn to be the first coach fired. I've been telling you that for weeks. Houston's winning this game. Their defense in Atlanta is so crappy. I know Houston can't protect Deshaun Watson. There's going to be a million deep balls to Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins in this game. Houston. I think Atlanta's season's already over, Tony. I really do. I, yeah. think, I think you can't lose at home to oh. that matter against the oh. Titans. That was really bad. Marcus Mariota looked like coming Michael off, Vick. Texans coming off an underwhelming loss. I think they bounce back here. Give me the Texans. I'm going to take the home team here. I'm going with the Houston Texans, I think. Okay. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, let's uh, hop on I-10, go about 340 miles east to New Orleans where we have the Buccaneers taking on the Saints at the Superdome. Uh, Drew, I know you're going to pick Tampa Bay. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. How Listen, can you not after this Bridgewater show? Bridgewater has done nothing. Yeah. He's not played from behind. Now, yeah. I'm not saying the Bucks are going to jump out to a big lead, but with Godwin and Mike Evans, they're going to be a threat in that dome with that speed. Mm-hmm. I like the Bucks here. I, I, I just am taking the home team. Superdome is a tough place yeah. to play. That defense is creating turnovers, knowing that they have Teddy to Teddy covers, man. Teddy covers. I, I'm picking Teddy Bridgewater, man. Bridge over troubled water. Drew Brees is going to have a division lead when he comes back. Yeah, like I said a, a couple weeks ago, they really only need to – he was going to be out, what, you know, six weeks? They yep. really only needed to split the games that Absolutely. he was out. They're already two-thirds of their way there. Yep. Um, so I, I'm taking the Saints here. Again, yeah, I think he's going to come back with a division lead, um, and I think Teddy Bridgewater does not have to be great. He won two games just being fine. Not even – not even. he's been below average, I would even yep. say, yeah. in those games. He hasn't even been fine. Um, so I'm going, I'm going with the Saints here. Still in the 1 o'clock slate for Sunday, we have the Minnesota – Vikings at the New York Giants. Minnesota. Yeah. 
Me, give me the Vikings. I will also take the Vikings. Okay, moving on. We have the Chicago Bears and the Oakland Raiders playing the uh, Foreigners game at uh, my father's favorite Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. <laughs> Come on, you Spurs. Where is Tottenham? Is it in London? It's part of London, yeah. All right, jolly old London then. Why are we not playing this game at 6 a.m.? I know. Why are we not playing this game at What's 6 a.m.? This sucks. There is nothing more exciting than waking up at 6 a.m. And realizing you've forgotten to set your fantasy <laughs> lineup with the, with the early game. There, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Sitting there with that's your coffee. Shitty. Just putting your feet up, letting yourself slowly uh, wake up to the tune of Kevin Harlan calling you a London game. I'm so excited to watch that happen. Now it's part of the 10 a.m. slate. Is it prime time now over I don't there? Know. Most honest fuck? to goodness. I don't know. You know, living on the West Coast has been great for football purposes. Oh, growing up growing yeah. up in the Eastern time zone, as both of you know, it's awful at night it because you have to sucks. stay up until 11 o'clock. But here, the 10 o'clock in, uh, games are great. I fucking hate the 6 o'clock games <laughs> because they're on at 6 a.m. here it. instead of 9 a.m. when normal people wake up on a Sunday goddamn morning. <laughs> and as a result, I'm looking at my phone going, well, shit, I didn't know Joe Mixon was a game-time decision, and now he's starting and is going to get me exactly bagel points. I, I loved it. I loved it. I, I love waking up to that. Maybe it's because I don't have a lovely fiancé or wife like you guys, but I mm. sit there and turn on the little TV and watch 6 a.m. games as I slowly wake up. It's wonderful. But we're not having it regardless. Chicago wins even with Chase Daniel. That defense is going to make Oakland's life a living hell. Duh, Bears. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chicago. All right, uh, let's head to Heathrow, get our passports stamped, and head back to stateside. We're <laughs> in Philadelphia. It's the Jets and the Eagles. Legend. Give me Philadelphia. I'm taking Philly as well. I uh, Sam Darnold cannot come back soon enough for that team. Fly, Eagles. Fly. On the road to victory. All right, 4 o'clock slate. Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers here in Los Angeles at Dignity Health Sports Park. Is Vic Fangio going to go on five? I mean, I'm picking the Chargers. Bradley Chubb is gone for the season now with an yep. ACL tear. That's a big loss for Came a team. Came back that, into the game uh, with the injury. Yes, Isn't and got crazy? and got the team's first sack of the season. Yeah. Good for you, Bradley Chubb. What is Vic doing with that weight belt, like below his kind of man tits? I don't know, man. A lot Not going a good on. look. A lot going uh, on in Denver. Give me the Chargers. I will say we've talked about all the time. Chargers play down to their competition. This is a one touchdown game. This is a one touchdown game. Mm. Guaranteed. Well, the spread happens to be six and a half, Tony. Yeah. So we'll, maybe we'll talk about that later. I'd say I'd say Denver. I'm not going to take them because I'm never going to bet on Joe Flacco again. But Denver is going to cover this game. Give me LA here. Uh, 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 all right, let's move on. Uh, we have game of the week. Game of the week. Game here, of the week. Here you go. Here you go, Tony. Game of the week. I can already tell from across the table that you are at at least half mast. It's game the, the Packers <laughs> at the Cowboys. Hey guys, I uh, 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 you know who's four and zero at AT and T Stadium, lifetime. I'm guessing Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rogers. Do you know who won the only Super Bowl that's ever played at uh, AT&T Why don't Stadium? You tell Aaron us, Rogers Tony. Did. Do you know who played the best game of his life in that Super Bowl? Aaron Rodgers. Do you know who had the best play of his career in a playoff game at AT&T Stadium to Jared fucking Cook of all people? Aaron no, Rodgers. Probably Aaron Rodgers. That was a great now, play. let's look at this year. The Packers have a terrible run run defense, just, and the Cowboys hey, have the best offensive line The Packers line defense was one of the best Can in I the just league. Finish? The Packers defense Can might I just be the finish? best in the league. Can I just finish? Aaron Rodgers is going to win this game because oh he God. owns Dallas. He owns that stadium. It should so be named silly. after him. Prove me I'm wrong. Aaron uh, Rodgers. Give me the Cowboys. Thank you. Mm, this is a tough one. But without Devontae, that's he tough. And I think Zeke is 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 going to probably have have him. himself a big day. Ooh, man, I don't really know. I don't really know where to go on this Has one. Has him in his back pocket. Back pocket. No you know, way. you know who actually legitimately. I'm going with Dallas here. Thank I'm you. going Thank with you, the Dallas. home team. I'm me, going with Dallas. Me here. taking away the 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 character of it all. You know, it's a big loss for Dallas is Tyron Smith. For him to miss this game, it's effing. That huge. is a big loss for effing them. Huge. That is that is huge. Do you expect pressure from the Packers? 
Yeah, they leave the they leave the league in pressure. Yeah, but they got Ezekiel Elliott and they can't stop the run. Uh, I'm you're not you're not saying anything I don't already know. Okay. Aaron Rodgers owns Dallas. We shall see. Last uh, game on Sunday is the evening game. It's the Indianapolis Colts at the Kansas City Chiefs. This will be a fun game, I think. I'm looking Uh, forward to this. Indy has too many injuries. I mean, I think Kansas City ultimately is going to win, but yeah, um, you know, I think the Colts are going to. I think the Colts are going to hang around. Jacoby Brissett has multiple touchdowns in every single game he's played so far this year. He is proving, like we all knew, that he is capable of carrying a team, yep. um, and that he could be a starter. You know, a stalwart, staple starter for uh, for years to come. Team needs to get healthy. I think Pat Mahomes' team also needs to get healthy. He's losing playmakers left and right, and he needs uh, obviously who they put it on the field. Detroit was able to shut down. Okay, so Detroit's good defense, yes, but Kansas City, it didn't matter who they played last year. They were scoring points. He's missing some people and relying on people that aren't household names, and I think he's being an MVP about it, but it's eventually going to catch up to him. Well, so is their defense being not very good the defense either. Is, yeah, the defense, you know, that's yeah. another thing, and, and usually they've gotten away with being able to hit you so hard coming out of the gate that you just haven't been able to sort of right yourself afterward. They just physically score more than you. Yeah. I feel like eventually that's going to catch up to them. You're yep. not always going to be able to pick up a ball underneath the pile and run 100 yards for a touchdown. Give me the Chiefs. This is a, this um, is a good point. We're on the Chiefs. All right, all in on the Chiefs. And then we head to Monday night, the Cleveland Browns taking on the San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara. Not sexy teams, but a sexy game, in my opinion. I am taking San Fran because I know San Fran's a paper tiger at 3-0. I know they're not as good as their record states, but best part of that team is their D-line, hands down. Worst part of Cleveland's team is their O-line, hands down. Baker's going to have a lot of pressure. At home, candlestick, San Fran wins. Man, this is one of the toughest games of the week for me, boys. Um, I wish I had Shanahan's numbers off a bye in front of me. I do not. I'm going to start with the home team here and take the 49ers by just a field goal. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to go – this is an easy one for me. I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers, and oh my, my reasoning God. for it is a little bit of numerology. You ready for this? Yeah. From ESPN uh, 49ers beat writer Nick Wagoner. This is a tweet I saw today. The 49ers have the most victories on Monday night football among all NFL teams. If they beat Cleveland on Monday, they will have – wait for it mm. – 49 all-time victories wow. on Monday night football. Okay. For that reason <laughs> – I'm picking the San Francisco That's 49ers. Using a little bit of Tony Cavallo logic there. I can't fault it. I, can't I cannot fault it. I know, you can't, I know you can't fault it because that is a tweet that you would have looked at and go, I'm betting on the money line yep. of that game. That's a great find. Can't fault Dangles. it. Well, All done. Right. well done. All right. Let's I have to credit Stefania Bell who retweeted it. She's Stephania great. Bell I love Stefania. I feel like I know who, her. Who I, who I love um, on the Fantasy Focus podcast. Um, but, yeah, she was the one who hooked me up with that. So, uh, Thanks, so great. Right. Good stuff. Let's move on to my favorite section, the king of the coast. Left Coasters. Okay, ladies and gents, we are here now to the reason why we call ourselves the Left Coast Gamblers. We just gave you all the winners of the week, but that doesn't really matter against the spread. This is the part of the section where each host gives you his three best bets against the spread and tells you how you're going to win money watching football this week. We each started off with 100 units, 100 units in this game. Uh, Dangles, you've gone from the best to now you're just above with 102.5 units. Still in plus money, though, you're still making money. I'm sitting just uh, ahead of you at 104 units. Dangles and I both had bad weeks last week. Drew, however, won the most units that we've seen won so far this year. Won every bet he made, improves to four 
four and zero on best bets. Four and zero on biggest max bets. Won himself sixteen units, improved to one hundred and seventeen units on the season. But as we said, whole show, this is the quarter pull. These games get a little bit more difficult, both for the NFL teams and for the three hosts sitting in this studio right now. So we're going to up the ante a little bit. Here we go. The parameters of our gambling has changed. The max bet you can make has now jumped all the way up to seven. Seven units is your max bet, and each host has to spend at least 13 units each week. Ooh, so okay, boys. we've moved up, we've gone up, we've moved that parameter up a little bit, and now it's time to see where the real winnings lie. Uh, Dangles, we'll go to you first. With your first bet of the week, in these new, heavier loaded games, where are you going with your week five best bet? I'm going to pick up where I left off on the pick and I'm going to Monday night football. I'm taking the 49ers money line against Cleveland. Again, Ooh. they're going for their 49th all-time franchise win on Monday night football, the franchise with the most wins on Monday night football. The stars are in alignment, gentlemen, for them to win this game. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the 49ers. I am betting four units mm-hmm. to win two. Four units to win I like two. I mean, it's a, it's a simple bet. You're spending money to make money. Four to win two. I did look. My fourth bet right now, if we were doing four, is San Fran minus three and a half. If it was San Fran minus three, I'd take it and hope for a push. But San Fran three and a half is another bet I was looking at. I I didn't take it, though. Drew, what do you got? First bet of the weekend, boys. Uh, I have this line. We talk about when we think the lines are right. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me, when we think the lines are wrong. Yep. Right, Tony? Finding the inefficiencies, This baby. line is wrong. Regardless of who plays quarterback, this line should be a PK at home field. The Buffalo Bills have been a slot machine for me in the get Super Contest. The Buffalo Bills, I don't know why you say get out of there at 3 on the Super Contest. Uh, they're plus three against the Titans. That is disaster for Mariota in that defense. Give mm-hmm. the Bills plus three for three units. That's easy for me. That's Buffalo. very easy. Plus three for three units. Piece of cake. I don't know, man. Matt Barkley scares the crap out of me. Do you realize that I've picked the Bills three times in the yes. Super Contest, and they are three and oh. I, uh, yo, you machine. follow what's you. You know why? Because I'm following the teams that are winning me money with my first bet. Slot machine. You know how much I love the Jacksonville Jaguars and Gardner Minshew. Mm. You know how much I love Kyle Allen and the Carolina Panthers. They're playing each other this week, and I don't know where to go. I picked Jacksonville to win, but truly anything can happen. You know what I want to happen, though? You know what I want to be rooting for when I'm watching uh, Red Zone on Sunday night, uh, Sunday morning, watching these two, two, two teams go at it? I want points. I want points, baby. I want points. The smart plays defense. Don't get me wrong, but you're talking to the square of the group here. I'm taking the over 41 in my favorite matchup of two quarterbacks I love so much. Gardner versus Kyle Allen, over 41. Give me some fireworks, baby. Four units on that game. Dangles, your second bet. Uh, Second bet, I'm going to do just a little mini parlay here. Same game. Cardinals plus three at the Bengals. I can't believe they're not the favorites to win this game, first of all. Yeah, they're away. I get that. Okay, fine. Cardinals plus three. That's another one where I think I'm going to take that and hope worst-case scenario I end up pushing. I think the Cardinals cover that spread and potentially even win that game. I'm coupling it with the under of 47.5 in that game. That's a bet of four units to win 11. I don't mind that bet one one bit. One bit. I don't mind that bet one bit. You know why they're not favored, though, Dangles on the Rose? Because they haven't won a game either. <laughs> they're 0-3-1 yeah, themselves. Could, that, that could be why. I just think they are the more talented team just on paper. They've You're not got wrong. more playmakers. So, to me, taking you know taking the spread and, and betting the under on two shitty teams. You're not wrong. I, you know, I feel good about it. Uh, since he will be without A.J. Green and John Ross in that game, I like that under a lot, Dangles. That's a really good under. It has me looking at my other bets going, why didn't I take that? Drew, your second bet. 
Guys, there's a second line that is completely wrong this week. Will you someone please, please explain to me why the Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites at Pittsburgh? That is ridiculous. I'm with you on Those that. teams play tough, yep. physical yep. football. We already know the Ravens' defense isn't anything close to what it was. Listen, the Steelers are one and three. Rudolph checked down a lot last night. Very conservative. I heard something that the Steelers are really bringing them along slowly these first two weeks. They're definitely. That is just that, – that, that spread is – wrong yep Steelers plus three and a half five units I would make that my best bet but I actually have one better than that three and a half Pittsburgh three, plus at a three hook. and a half they're at they're a home hook yeah what is going on no Drew I, I completely agree with you the only thing that gives me pause in that is the Mason Rudolph the fact that he only tried he only attempted two passes over 15 yards in the air he only tried three passes over 10 yards in the air all day it gives me a little bit of pause I understand, but you got to ride a bike with training wheels before you can take them off, right? Yeah, right. And, he was, and, and he was I 24 for 28. From what I'm reading, He's it's good. all by design. Yeah. That's why they didn't open the playbook up the, the week prior yep. in San Francisco. Yep. They just want to just, just wade, wade into the pond, hey, baby. Whatever works, because that, that, that line's wi- ridiculous. That Wildcat with Jalen Samuel and James Conner is a working offense occasionally. You can't run the Wildcat all day, but that facet works. I am concerned a little bit about Conner's ankle. Yep. Hopefully he can uh, get back healthy. Samuel but, can play, though. But he can play, The backup Jalen Samuel yeah, can yeah, play. Yeah, he's good. All right, so Pittsburgh plus three and a half. Drew takes two sides. He's the winning gambler right now. You're going to be wanting to listen to him. My second game is also a side. I think this is a, a line that's been creeping up ever since I looked at it at first. It's still creeping up right now. I take this as soon as you think you can. I just think when turmoil happens, sometimes teams come out and punch the other person across the line from them in the mouth. When everyone thinks that this team is ready to blow up, sometimes they have one last ray of hope where they come out and just destroy another team. And on paper, Minnesota is much better than six points than the New York football giants. Danny, two dimes or not. Minnesota minus six on the road against New York. It's not really a road game. New York is is such a fair-weather fan base for those two football teams. There'll be a lot of purple st- uh, fans in that stadium. I think Minnesota minus six. Kirk Cousin comes out, has a game that shuts up the haters until next week when he throws a red zone interception again. Minnesota minus six. And I hate the Vikings, and I'm still taking this pick for five units. Tony, let me just say, Kirk Cousins, last 11 games he's played on the road against teams with a winning record, he's 0-10-1. But do the Giants have a winning record? Nope. I like that bet a lot. Good bet. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Danny two dimes. It's just Minnesota's much better. Minnesota imagine, minus imagine six, five da- units. Imagine Danny two dimes going from the Bucks anemic secondary, which we talked about dangles, and the Redskins skeleton of a football team <laughs> to that Vikings defense. I think that's going to be rough for yeah. him. Yep, like rude awakening. Next. Bit, of, bit of culture shock. Yep. All right, you dangles your final bet. My final bet is your lock for this week. This Ooh. is a lock it in. Cro- this is a crockpot bet. Set it and forget it. Ooh. Patriots are 16-point favorites against the Redskins. They're going to fucking cover that. Spring. I like Give that me bet, Dangles. break. Are you kidding me? Dangles. This is a max bet for me. Seven units to win six. I don't love the payout, but fuck me, man. The Patriots <laughs> are going to put up a ton of points on this crappy Redskins team. It's going to be more than 16. I'm more than comfortable making that my lock of the week. Wow. Dangles, I'm going to hey. piggyback off you now. Now, everyone everyone, hold on. Now, I've been I've been running pretty good, as uh-huh. we know. 4-0 in best bets, right? Uh-huh. This is my best bet. Yeah. Now, I'm too much of a wussy to do what Dangles just did, but I'm going to put that elusive Two team tees. Oh no, that's been the ruin I, of all of our. Hey, of all but of our I'm wanting to know on them this year. Yeah, the New England Patriots teasing down to minus nine and a half, so they have to win by double digits. So you got six and a half point tees. Six and a half point tees. Okay. Yes, yeah, sorry, 
Six and a half point tease. We're going to tease the Patriots down to nine and a half, so a ten point or more victory. victory. I'm waiting is with the anticipation for the second leg. You're going to probably frown upon this. There's absolutely, I don't care who they are, what their history is, there is absolutely zero way that the Chargers will lose to Joe Flacco at home. I don't give a shit. And if you tease it six and a half point down, it's point five. That is a lock, boys. Back up the Brinks truck. The New England Patriots, minus nine and a half. The L.A. Chargers, tease them down to a pick or a mm. point five. Mm-hmm. That's a lock. I'm betting the absolute max seven units. Take that bet and have your kids a Merry Christmas. Now, you spend a little money on that. Seven units wins you what? Seven. It's one to one. Oh, okay. Yeah. There it is. Minus 110. There it is. Damn. Yep. I, I like that bet a lot. I think the Chargers win. Don't get me wrong. That's I just think Denver keeps it close. How can that not be a lock? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. And again, when it's too good to be true, usually it is. But I thought about this. I don't. I don't see how that loses. I don't. Yep. Uh, speaking of something that's too good to be true, I uh, I took my final bet as a money line parlay with two teams. Okay. Money line parlay with two underdogs. Money line parlay with two road. This didn't work underdogs. out well for me last week. I <laughs> hope your results are better than mine. I uh, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going three teams, Daniels. I'm going two. One of these teams was already brought up. Uh. uh, uh the reason why I'm doing this, guys, at home is usually sometimes you reach. Sometimes you shoot for the stars. Sometimes you go for something that's going to catch you up to the current leader of this game. Yeah, that's what I did last week. So I'm going to <laughs> tell you the units first. I'm betting four units on this game, so not a huge bet to win 21 overall units. Four to win 21. My first team is my favorite team, the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers owns Dallas. You guys know how I feel on that. Green Bay to win. The money line is plus 150. Pair it, parlay it with another team that I think is just better than the team that they're playing. I don't know why this line is the way it is. I don't know why this is an underdog at all. Arizona is better than Cincy. Cincy might be the worst team in the league. So I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals to get their first win of the season and Green Bay to continue to own Dallas. Put them together. That's four units to win 21 units. Tony the Square strikes again, motherfucker. If that wins, let's kiss go. you on the mouth. I'm, I'm, gonna say, go, I'm, I'm really disappointed that I'm not going to be at uh, at football this Sunday to watch Tony get amped when the Cardinals win in the middle of the day and then watch it all come crumbling down when the Packers yeah. lose by two touchdowns in Dallas. Just check it down to David Johnson 17 times. You'll win. That. Oh, yeah. You'll yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, win. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, all we got to do is hedge. Weren't you curious about how I did the Super Contest this week? Oh, that is right. We have kept track of Drew <laughs> Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Cookson's Super Contest winnings every week. Four and one, four and one, four and one. Those were his first three weeks. Last week, how did you do, buddy? Three and two. No bad weeks. We're winners. Three yep. and two. Yep. Uh, I'm learning. I did take that 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 tasty, tasty fin bait uh, in Miami. Yep. I did take that. Got probably cute with that pick. Even though, even though the even though the Dolphins did miss two 50-yard field goals, if they make those field goals. They're inside the number at 14. Yep. And I, made the, the I, and I made the horrific, 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 horrific mistake of betting Kirk Cousins on the road <laughs> against a winning team outside. We know what that happens. Why did I do that, Tony? Tell me why. Ask I me why. I don't know because you thought Mitch Trubisky stinks. He does. He didn't I'm, even need I'm to play. Honestly, I'm more curious about the Dolphins bet than I am about that one. Well, the Dolphins bet, I will say, I watched the whole game. They were inside that number for... 83% of the whole game. Chargers played down in that competition. Uh, they, they, they were inside that number yeah. till seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. With so the that benefit of hindsight, I mean, I just, I yeah. still, you hindsight know. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I'll admit when I'm on a wrong side and a bad side, that uh, Dolphins bet was probably, I probably win that four out of ten times. As that for Vikings f- bet, I win zero out of ten times. <laughs> As for the other <laughs> bet, I told you, zero. I told you on this podcast, Chicago was going to win, but that was a coin flip game all the way. I, pr- I probably would have stayed away from that line whatsoever. I don't know why I did that. I, 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 I bought 
spotted in the injuries. Roquan yep. Smith yep. and uh, yep. Keem Nix. But Kirk Cousins, holy shit, is he terrible. He's terrible. That's why I love the NFC But, North, I, but I like him against the Giants this week. Of course. Let's yeah. uh, I put him. Let, I put, let's I bet put him this week, baby. Come on. I put money on him. Let's go, Kirk. Purple people eaters. That's it. For the left coast gamblers, Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Crookston. We're happy to be here, folks. It's the quarter poll. This is fun, guys. It's the quarter poll. There's still 13 weeks of gambling to be done. Let's win us some money, folks, and let's win you some money. Continue listening to Left Coast's podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. Leave us a review. Give us five seconds of your time to give us five stars and a review, a subscription. Whatever you can do to help us grow, it will help us in the long run because all we want to do is win everyone money. We're here for you. So, before we move on to a very juicy Thursday night game for your hometown Rams. So, let's give a hearty Seattle. Make sure they hear you in Seattle, Dangles. Ram Ram it. it. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.